Are you an aspiring podcaster who is working toward growing your show with the hope to start earning money from sponsors? Yeah, I was too, and so thankful to come across Podcorn. Nope, I didn't say popcorn, though that does kind of sound good right now. Podcorn connects advertisers with podcasters, so for you, the podcaster, it takes the guessing out of which brands actually want to advertise on a podcast. When you sign up with Podcorn, you are alerted when new sponsorship opportunities become available. The website is very user-friendly, thank goodness. Heck, that's how I got the opportunity for Podcorn to sponsor my show. You are able to scroll through their list of sponsors to find one that would ideally match their brand to your target audience. There are so many to consider. When you find one you are interested in, simply click on the advertiser and let them know how you would like to advertise their product on your podcast and what your fee is, along with the dates you would be placing the advertisement. You really should check out their website at podcorn.com. That's P-O-D-C-O-R-N.com, not popcorn. View available sponsorship opportunities for your podcast today. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, the creator and host of this controversial podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. I am doing okay myself. Um, I just started following uh, or and, and created my own space on Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, and... I had been getting messages from it, and I don't know how I ended up getting signed up with that, or at least um, that they had my email, but there are a lot of infidelity spaces on there, and so I am hoping, being a part of that, that I can um, help people listen to other people's stories so that they know that they are not alone and that I'm here to help, or perhaps they'd like to share their story. So that's something that I've been kind of checking out in the last couple of days. However, just before I started recording, um, somebody had made a a question about, you know, how to, something to do with the wife being unfaithful and stopping it. And a man popped on there and said, something about violence and, you know, this and that. And I, of course, you know how I feel about that. I'm like, excuse me? No, violence is no answer. 
boy, he came back at me with, yes, it is. And maybe these women should learn about that more. And instead of all these husbands losing their children and all this stuff. And I thought, well, for one, you're a dipshit because you're throwing stuff out. And really, violence, is that really going to fix something? Is that really going to want a woman, for one, to stay with you? And then I also shared the fact that not every time in situations do the mother always get the kids in a divorce, um, and even with infidelity, like in my case. My kids went to my ex-husband. So, God, it's it's interesting, though. It's I, I, I like it. I seem to like the format a little bit better than Reddit. Yeah. Before we get started on today's story, I wanted to read an article regarding having an affair with somebody of the same sex. I had reached out um, to on social media, like I always say, hey, guys, you know, that's where I get a lot of my information and people from my Facebook page, my followers, and friends, and um, had inquired about same sex um, affairs. So you're married to a man, and you have an affair with a woman and vice versa. And today I actually am going to share a story from a gal named Claire. And she is going to explain what happened in her marriage, and how she got to know this other woman and how things are at this point in time in her marriage and in her life. But before we do that, I found an article about similar situations, but it's more in depth because it's on the psychology today.com website. And of course, I will have the link in my episode notes so you guys can check it out for yourselves as well. The name of this article is Eight Reasons Why People Cheat with Someone of the Same Sex. And it was published in March of 2020, um, reviewed by Abigail Fagan. And again, it was on the Psychology Today, and I have information here. It looks as though the information was provided by Mark Travers, Ph.D. Infidelity has long been a topic of study in psychology, with thousands of papers published on the subject. Less, however, is known about same-sex infidelity. New research published in the journal Personality and Individual Differences attempts to change that. A team of scientists led by Amanda Deans, Dennis, I'm not really sure, of the University of Connecticut examined people's motivations for engaging in same-sex infidelity. They found eight listed below. Number one, jealousy. The researchers used jealousy to describe instances in which the perceived threat of losing a partner to a rival, real or imagined, leads to infidelity. Two, vengefulness. According to the researchers, Vengefulness involves, quote, retaliation, getting back at a partner for a perceived betrayal or retribution, end quote, as the reason for infidelity. Number three, sexual depression. This, according to the researchers, has to do with disappointment or dissatisfaction of one's sex life in the relationship, which leads to infidelity. Number four, sexual preoccupation. This occurs when a preoccupation or fixation on sexual thoughts or fantasies lead to infidelity. Number five, sociosexuality. According to the researchers, sociosexuality leads to infidelity when an individual possesses an, quote, 
unrestricted attitude toward sex, such that the individual is comfortable engaging in sex without commitment or closeness, end quote. Number six, experimentation. According to the researchers, this occurs when a person, quote, is curious about sex with the same-sex partner, and this leads to infidelity, end quote. Number seven, not cheating. This describes situations in which same-sex infidelity occurs because the partner engaging in infidelity does not conceive of it as cheating, at least in the traditional sense. And number eight, attraction. According to the researchers, this occurs when a person is attracted to a same-sex person, and this leads to infidelity. The researchers arrived at these eight motivations by surveying people who had committed same-sex infidelity or knew someone who had committed same-sex infidelity. Interestingly, five of these motives, jealousy, vengefulness, sexual depression, sexual preoccupation, and sociosexuality, corresponded to motivations found in prior research on different sex infidelity. The motives of experimentation, not cheating, and attraction appear to be the specific to same-sex infidelity. Next, the researchers designed a follow-up study to understand how each of these motives might be perceived by the affected individual and whether there may be any gender differences in people's responses to imagined acts of same-sex infidelity. Conducting an online survey with over 1,000 American adults, they found that women were most lenient on the same-sex infidelity when the motivation for the infidelity was experimentation. They write, the findings revealed that women were most likely to report that they would confront the situation, continue the relationship, and show benevolence when experimentation was the underlying reason for infidelity. Let's see here. Alternatively, women reported the highest likelihood of ending a relationship after same-sex infidelity when the underlying reason was sexual depression or vengefulness. Overall, the researchers hope that this work increases awareness around the fluidity of sexuality. The authors conclude, quote, though speculative, such findings might suggest a greater awareness that sexuality exists on a continuum, perhaps allowing a space for individuals to engage in sexual exploration and pursue relationships with others to whom they are attracted, regardless of biological sex or sexual orientation labels, end quote. Infidelity Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I asked her later why she didn't tell me she liked the kind of sex she had with him. She said it was novel for the first couple times, but she swore she didn't like what he was doing. I'm not sure I believed it. 
Why keep going back? I'm sure in hindsight she feels that way now, but I never got over the nagging doubt that she enjoyed the sex with him more than me. I also never got over the feeling that she looked back at what they did and with good memories. He was bigger than me, in better shape, younger, and the sex was new. I never got over that. Again, she swears she looks at it with disgust, but who knows? Why would she ever admit it? To hear the rest of this story and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes as well as early access to regularly released episodes. If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. And welcome back. Okay, let's get started on today's story about Claire. Hi, Rebecca. I remember my childhood as being a relatively happy one. I was raised Catholic and attended Catholic school all the way through college. We also attended church every Sunday as a family. I had fond memories of the church days we spent together because my dad was a busy man and wasn't around much otherwise. At the age of 11, my parents separated, and shortly thereafter, my mom moved her new boyfriend and his two sons into what used to be the home I shared with my parents and sister. My mom's focus quickly shifted from raising my sister and I to raising her new boyfriend's son. He was a troubled boy who would go on to spend most of his life in and out of prison. This caused a great deal of turmoil in our mixed family, which sent my mom spiraling into numerous bouts of depression. Due to my Catholic upbringing, I was not a promiscuous teen. I also did not have a close relationship with my mother. She would say things like, quote, people don't like you, quote, or slap me across the face if I said something she didn't like. I was so shy and preferred not to be the center of attention and assumed my mother's comments meant boys did not like me either. So needless to say, the first boyfriend I ever had happened because he pursued me. I thought, why not? At least someone likes me, right? So we dated all the way through high school. I lost my virginity to him when I was 16. I met my husband when I was 15. We worked together and we were friends. We didn't date until I was around 20 years old because we both had someone else in our lives before that. I was not overly attracted to his physical appearance, but loved his infectious personality and he was smitten with me, so I agreed to date him. My attraction to him grew over time and when I was 22, he asked me to marry him. Because of my Catholic upbringing, I knew that getting married was the next step in my life so I could start my own family. So I accepted his proposal and we married when I was 23. Fast forward 10 years and I am now a mother, holding down a full-time job and running a household. Little did I know that during this time, my husband was slipping into a deep depression. We started to fight with each other a lot. 
I didn't understand at the time that he suffered from a mental health issue, and neither did he. It came out as aggression, punching holes in the walls, doors, ceilings, and name-calling. Terrible name-calling. I spent many nights crying myself to sleep and trying to cover up the puffy eyes I had the next morning with makeup so I could go to work and hopefully no one would notice. I hid it well, and I didn't talk to anyone about what was going on in my marriage. I was ashamed and embarrassed. I expected that I would be forever happily married. I became an empty shell, going through the motions of each day and trying to tiptoe around my husband so I didn't set off his temper. Never fully understanding what I was doing or saying that would make him so angry toward me. And I didn't understand how someone who claimed to love me as much as he did could make me feel so terrible and empty inside. Our sex life began to suffer. I did not feel loved or respected, and he would accuse me of being unfaithful to him because I would reject his advances. The accusations became so bad that I couldn't even talk to another man without him being jealous and belittling me. I was not unfaithful, and it caused me great pain to think he thought that of me, so I would eventually end up having sex every day in hopes that the accusations would stop. I felt nothing having sex with him, and the accusations did not stop. Sex became another chore to add to my already busy day of working, raising kids, and holding down a household. He felt entitled to it, and I didn't want to fight about it anymore. There was just no passion or spark, just sex. I began to look into separation because I was so unhappy, knowing full well that even mentioning separation or divorce would send my husband into a fit of rage. He sometimes involved the kids in our arguments by saying things to them like, quote, your mother is going to leave us, end quote. That is not what I wanted for my kids, but I was so torn apart and didn't even know who I was anymore. I was so afraid for myself and kids. So I decided I couldn't leave him. My husband and I were also spending a lot of time on the weekends with another couple, Simon and Jenny. They would come from out of town and stay with us at our house overnight and the weekends. Not sure exactly how it was brought up, but one night my husband and Simon suggested that Jenny and I kiss. I was not bisexual, nor had I ever thought about having sexual relations with another female. My friend Jenny had experience with other women. I politely declined and expected that would be the end of it. However, I was curious as to what it would be like to be with another woman. Especially because there was no feeling when I was having sex with my husband, and my husband was pressuring me to try it so he could also be involved and be with another woman. One weekend, Jenny and I went away together without our husbands. The sleeping accommodations provided that Jenny and I had to share a bed. That night, Jenny and I kissed in bed together. We caressed each other's bodies and fingered each other. It was very erotic and like nothing I had ever felt before. I told my husband what had happened. He said it couldn't happen again unless he was involved. The relationship between Jenny and I lasted over a year with us sometimes being alone and sometimes involving our husbands. 
I began to develop deep feelings for Jenny. It wasn't very long before my husband figured out that Jenny was only interested in me and asked me to end it, which I did, sort of. Jenny and I continued to make out with each other every chance we got. It did eventually end in Simon and Jenny's divorce, and I have not seen her in several years. Many years went by living in an unhappy marriage with a hubby slipping in and out of depression and anxiety. As the kids got older and self-sufficient, I decided it was time to rebuild myself. I went back to school to advance my career and got a promotion at work. Essentially, I picked up all the pieces and put myself back together. But the pieces went back together differently. I was not the same person he married. I was stronger and blocked off my emotions so he could no longer hurt me. Story ended here, but inquired about the status of her marriage and any other women that may have come into her life. Our marriage is going well right now. My husband's mental health is stable and it has been for a while, so things are good at home. The affair helps with my interest in sex at home, so things are just okay there. However, my husband has been complimenting saying sex has been really good lately. As for other women, I have only had one relationship with a woman that I quite enjoyed. However, I definitely prefer men. If a female showed interest and the situation was right, I probably would go for it. However, I have no intentions of seeking out another woman. Thank you, Claire, for sending that in. And I must say, I have not had a story on here when it comes to same-sex infidelity. And I appreciate you sharing. Um, It helped me learn a lot from your story um, and hopefully others. And I really hope that you and your husband continue going down this path. It sounds like he's trying or he's gotten some help to try. And uh, if I can be kind of sassy here. Yeah, the sex is better in the bedroom because you experienced something that you enjoyed and you needed in your life. So maybe the way you're coming across is different and he's liking that. So if it's helping you, I think that's wonderful. All that matters is that you're happy and you're safe. And I hope he has stopped abusing you because in a sense, that's what he had been doing for a long time. That emotional, mental abuse is a lot of times far worse than physical because it's something that's inside that you can't easily repair. I mean, you can, a person's bruise, yeah, it goes away, but the emotional and mental side of it never does really. It's a lot of pain and it's usually a silent pain. So you know, you are a beautiful woman, you deserve nothing but happiness and to be treated with respect. Um, If I may say, when Simon and your husband decided to try and get you guys together, that was such a, that was kind of a shitty thing. Because you know, we all know listening to this, that they had some motive behind it that they were going to get off on. Um, But at the same time, you were able to experience something that 
you didn't know about, nor would you know if it was something that you would enjoy. So I hope you and your children are doing okay. Keep in touch. Would love updates from you. And again, thank you so much for sending in your story. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope this podcast has been helpful to you. And if you are interested in sharing your story, always know it is anonymous. You can visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on Story Guides. And there you will find an outline to help you form your story for the podcast. While you're visiting my website, feel free to vote for me to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. Visit the merch store in case you're interested in some no-judgment coffee mugs or a tote bag. If you are interested in subscribing to Patreon for those extra episodes and my bloopers, you can also subscribe directly from my website by clicking on Patreon. Also, if you could please rate and review me where you listen to your podcasts, especially on Apple, that would be great as it will help others find this show. Feel free to email me anytime at rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Thank you again for all of your support. Please be kind to one another. Stay well, stay happy, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.